and we are back and we are the run run duo. duo i am tommy mitchell and i am india cook what's up guys what's going on <laughs> we're a little out of sync because we're not in the same yes. place we, we still are um social isolating or yes. social distancing social distancing uh, for our podcast this is episode 56 56, 56. yes and this is a great episode because we it got is. a great interview oh my goodness we're, we're interviewing the winner of the 2020 marathon, marathon Olympic 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 female winner uh alphine yeah yes. um and she's gonna be coming up later but of course we're gonna talk a little shenanigans before that how you doing india yes i'm doing good actually i am doing really good uh this whole quarantine thing is getting me on track and doing everything that i need to do so i'm feeling good feeling good feeling good i'm a good little tired to today because i did it two a day but i'm a little tired but i'm good i'm good yeah i'm feeling good myself um I'm, I'm actually being actually i've been more consistent running since the quarantine right exactly <laughs> i've been more consistent running as well as my fit my just fitness overall strength training running and my food so really? i know for some people they've been worried about being in quarantine and eating but it's 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 kept me on track so yeah i actually my food not so good um i am let me tell you I, I need to buy stock in DoorDash because I've been killing them. Really? I'm killing DoorDash right now. I mean, like, every other day. Because, you know, we I don't leave the house. I just, you know, and I just, I'm here all day. And I'm used to, at, okay, so at work, I would bring my lunch a lot of times. But a lot of times I go to the cafeteria, you know, just get something different. Okay. And here it's just like, okay, what's in the refrigerator? I don't want this. I want mm -hmm. something else. And it kind of makes me feel better since I'm not able to actually leave the house and go do things and, you know, just be mm -hmm. out. Because leaving the house is like an ordeal. I don't know. How, how much are you actually um, leaving your home during this time period? So I leave my house. Well, every well, when I go run, sometimes depending upon, I did find a new trail by my house, so I'll drive to my trail. But I'm going to the grocery store once a week just because I'm trying to keep up with fresh fruits and veggies. But then I travel to Braxton's house once a week, so it's kind of one of those things where maybe two to three times a week I'm going somewhere. But it is ordeal because I have to get my mask, I have my yeah. gloves. Like it's a whole situation. Even if I go pick up food, like I'm still doing you know, gloves and stuff and mm -hmm. spraying stuff down because I, listen, I watched the movie Contagion and I am just even more paranoid okay. now, so. When did you watch the movie Contagion? When? <laughs> this past weekend. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> why, do, why, why would, now is not the time to be watching Contagion. I oh shouldn't have done it. Let's let's not even talk about that, but it, <laughs> I, what, I'm going to say this and then we can talk, we can talk running. That movie was made in 2011, and it is 2020, and everything that's in that movie is currently happening, except for some of the violence. So I'll just leave that right there. But okay. very, very interesting. But anyway. I, I haven't watched any. Like, I, I, it's just not me. I'm not going to just take real life and mm -hmm. then put, just dump something on top of it that's, that's you know, made for TV or whatever. But right. there was an actual series made here in Atlanta about this exact topic heather watched it and i was you know i come in and out of the room and i would see parts right. of it but it was just yeah. you know it's like you said it's it's just so much stuff that sounds exactly like what's going on so mm -hmm. um it's it's a little crazy but anyway um it is what else are you guys watching because that's i mean that's really it you're, you're like binge watching stuff like what what do you guys do on the weekend 
Uh, so we we do so. Braxton liked a lot of movies. So there's been a lot of TV watching, movie watching. Again, he likes uh, American Idol, so we've been kind of watching that. So it's just been movies. We don't really have a series. Oh, Little Fires Everywhere, and I think that's what it's called. So we've been watching that um, as a series. But randomly, it's just been a lot of pop up movies. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So gotcha. not necessarily binge watching series per se, but I do have a list of run movies um, that I recently got. So I think I'm going to challenge myself at least once a weekend to at least do an actually movie that's like either a documentary or a movie that is like just running specific that I can watch and see how I feel about it. Maybe I can report it back to the show and see if you all could watch it as well or, you know, see if it you should add it to your movie watch list. There you go. Yeah, we might have to check that out. Yes, I will definitely do that. So I am, um, so everything's just kind of been good over here, still working from home. Um, something that's fun that did happen last weekend, um, the Atlanta Track Club ambassador. So of course, Atlanta Track Club is no longer doing what's on hold right now the weekly runs that we would do on thursday nights so Mm -hmm. usually we would do weekly meetup runs on different parts of the belt line here in atlanta and we would do group runs ambassadors would obviously be there but it's it's open to the public and so because we couldn't run we actually did a zoom meeting last thursday during the time that the run would be so that was kind of fun and exciting to get on and talk to some of the other ambassadors and kind of see what was going on and obviously some of us are really like struggling with not having the social interaction whereas for me like I kind of still get social interacting um because of my living situation but Mm. other than that I'm really like it was fun to be able to see people's faces and be able to talk to them and of course we talk running and personal but it's just a good group of ambassadors um, that have come together oh that's good to hear that's good to hear yeah I was just thinking the other day about the Atlanta Track Club and you know, the, the free runs that, well, the free races that they do for members and stuff. And I was like, oh, man. Because I was really looking yeah. forward to that this year, the Grand Prix. I was looking forward to that yes. this year and participating and in a bunch of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. was supposed to be next weekend. So, yeah. yeah. So I, that was going to be like my monthly race that I was going to mm-hmm. do, um, you know, once, uh, once they got going. So that's right. unfortunate. But, you know, we're still, you know, fingers crossed that the peace tree will go off without a hitch. Yes. And a lot of people are asking me, guys, I don't know any in, 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 I don't know any insight. (laughs) I don't know any more detail than you all know. I appreciate people reaching out, but I don't, unfortunately, I don't know any extra insight outside of what you all know, um, on social media. So, but Atlanta track club did do a very good race this weekend. That was, it was fun. It was fun. So the Northside women's Atlanta, um, women's, excuse me, Northside hospital, Atlanta women's 5k virtual race took place on Saturday, 2,400, um, women actually ran that race virtually. And it was Atlanta track club outdid themselves with this virtual race. Like usually with the virtual race, you get your bib, you get your medal, you go do your running, you post it. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Track Club, Atlanta Track Club actually did a playlist that not only was music, but it also had like the announcers that usually announce the races. Um, was voices were on the playlist. They were telling you good job. They were telling you that you made it halfway. Like they were telling you uh, that you were kind of almost there. And of course, they pr- basically did the the voiceovers probably according to kind of the the um 
the race cutoff that would have happened. So of course mm-hmm. they're not going to say you're almost there when you know you just started a mile. But mm-hmm. um, it was really good. Like I felt like it was it allowed us to be more engaging, and it actually was good to have someone like motivating you throughout the race as well as a good playlist that you're not used to. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. I have noticed um because I've started listening to music on my runs as well. You know, right now, especially people who are used to running in groups that maybe you know have conversations, it's good mm-hmm. to have like you know something in your ear playing. Um, whether that yeah. be because I know Peloton does. Um, if you have, if yeah, they have guided runs if you are a member of their you know thing. I think it's free for the first thirty or ninety days or something like that. But they have the guided runs that Heather seems to really enjoy. Yeah, I said that I was going to try to check that out. I have not. Uh, Peloton seems to be like the it thing right now, um, which is great. But I, I said I would maybe try it out and see how I like it. I wish I could afford a bike. I would really love it. I can't afford one, but I would really I love to have one. Because I think that would yes. actually, from what I can tell, it seems like it's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It's um, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, sounds good. Yep. So, um, of course, some other changes with some races that are here in Atlanta. The Hot Atlanta half is now deemed um, as a virtual race. So usually it is a hot a half and a 5K. Um, and so it was actually supposed to take place here in June, and they have already said that they're going to move it to a virtual race. Um, unfortunately, within the caption of the post that they, they stated, they said that they can't guarantee – volunteers they can't guarantee the medical staff that's needed they can't guarantee a lot of things and the team it takes to pull together the race it just seems like it's going to be slim due to obviously the coronavirus in the state that we're in now yeah so the race has transitioned yeah to a it has transitioned to a uh, virtual race which it usually is a really good race so i mean if you're looking for a virtual race i think it's a good one to do the metal and the bling usually is pretty good and of course again that's a half marathon and a 5k and actually i mean if you really want to you can go run the route i mean it's a, it's a, yeah. it's, a it's not an easy race it's usually it's like they call, it's called hot lana for a reason because it's but, in the heat <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you definitely could yeah. go run the route myself um like i signed up for the cherry blossom and mm-hmm. they had a virtual race, but I wanted to wait because I because they gave us the opportunity for them to send us our shirts and our medals. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait until all that comes, and then I'm gonna go ahead and do my ten mile, and then I'll put my medal on my neck. Yeah, <laughs> I said I'd do it so, that way. Yeah, I mean, so what are your like? How do you feel about virtual races? Well, um, I don't know. Yeah, you actually came out to one of our virtual races. Um, myself and um, the big inspiration, uh, Rum Fam himself, um, Mike. We uh we did a couple of virtual races that we did. Um, you know, I mean, they actually turned out to be group runs, but we did some virtual races where people weren't here in Atlanta. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, it's it is what it is. Um, it's it's I think it's cool, and it's a fun thing for maybe people who you know during regular times, during times when races are actually going mm-hmm. on, it's something that people can do to keep themselves motivated or get mm-hmm. themselves motivated to to get into shape. That was one of the things why we mm-hmm. started doing because we want to get people that weren't actually running, giving them an opportunity to feel the fun of a race without actually actually going out to a race. Like you get the bib, you get the medal, you get the shirt and all that good stuff. And you get to post on yeah. uh, social media, but you do it at your own pace and you do it at your own time. Um, yeah. so that, that's a great thing about it, um, about virtual races. I'm not, any, you know, beyond that, I haven't done a whole lot of them. 
Um, I've done, mm-hmm. I've signed up for some that, you know, were for good causes. Um, you know, I really wasn't worried about getting anything like a, a medal or a shirt or anything, but I've signed up for some for good causes and, you know, paid my money and that sort of thing. Yeah. I want to say I've done maybe two or three virtual races in my whole entire life. I'm not usually a huge fan of them uh, just because I am a racer. Like I enjoy the race environment, the camaraderie, Mm -hmm. being able to see other people. So I think that it really, you know, that's what I like. So virtual races is really not my thing. Um, I did end up signing up for a virtual race though. Um, Contradicting what I just said. (laughs) I did end up signing up. But the only reason, so this virtual race that I signed up for is being put on by Marathon Training Academy. Okay. And they call it the social distancing race. And so this race, the medal is so nice. It like it has a picture of COVID on it. It has a picture of runners with like hand hand sanitizer, a water bottle. Like it's like four or five different runners. You can tell that they've kind of social distance running. Like the medal is so dope. And I just feel like I just wanted a medal to commemorate this time in this era that we're living in. Yeah. So it, Short of nothing of that, like, I'm just like, and you can do any distance that you want. You have until the end of May to complete it. It's a $35 race. So I'm just kind of like, you know what? I just want something to say I ran something during this time. And because the medal is so nice, I'm going to go for it. So Sounds I'm like, good. I'm out here. I'm out here running 5Ks anyway. I can just send in. <laughs> well, and <laughs> once yeah, a day. <laughs> during this time period, this is the time that a lot of people need some kind of inspiration. Because I actually hadn't realized how much signing up for a race pushes me. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, you, oh, mm-hmm. I signed up for a race in August or whatever. All right time to get serious, time to really train. And when you don't have a race, it's a little weird. Like, okay, it is. You know, how am I training? What am I training for? Am I just going to go out and run the same distance every week, you know, every month, right. you know, every day? Or, you know, what am I going to do? Because right. um, as you'll hear in our interview with um, Alvin, she says the same thing. She's like looking for stuff to do once we're all out of the house and, mm-hmm. you know, keeps her motivated. So um, that's right. what I've been doing. Um, I'm actually using the um, Run With Hal app that I talked about um, a couple of episodes back, and I just put out just a date for a race, even though there's no race out there, just so it'll give me a training plan, um, just to kind of keep me consistent and keep me, you know, moving forward. Nice. Yeah. And I think that that is a good way. Like virtual racing is something that is really good. And again, like you said, something to look forward to because it is kind of weird. I know for me, I've been finding myself, I don't want to say overdoing it, but saying India, it's okay to run two or three miles. Like it's okay. (laughs) Like you're not, you're not training for anything, you know? So it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, you're moving you're getting your lung, you're filling your lungs, you're getting the breath, you're, you're getting the fresh air, you're moving. And yeah. that's okay. And I think sometimes we get so our minds get stuck into this training zone that we feel like we've got to do three, we got to do four, we got to do six, we got to do 10 as our base, because we're always training for something. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, but then when you're not in training, and you're not looking for something, you feel like you have to do that. And it's like, no, because you don't want to overtrain your body and then when it is time to train you're like I've been tired because I've been pumping out miles for for months but that doesn't mean not move at all because we don't want to like just not do anything because we're runners and we want to keep that fitness going but it's okay to scale back a little bit and I think allowing us to have that permission and give ourselves permission to obviously keep moving but to scale back it's okay it's totally fine 
Yes, indeed. You know what I was thinking about with, you know, with COVID-19 and how so many races have been canceled, postponed, pushed back to later in the year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the people, because I mean, I, I, I know we all know someone who has signed up for a race and then the race is like, you know, two weeks away and they're not in shape. Like they're not, they're not ready for the race. Like how many people right. are like, oh good, I got another, I got another six months <laughs> right. to get ready for, you know, whatever war major they may have signed up for. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing though, Tommy, I think we have to flip it. I, and I've been hearing a lot of people use this word. We have to pivot this time, like pivot our routine and what's going on and pivot it into a place of strengthen, strengthen the things that you are weak, weak on. Like if mm-hmm. you know, you don't do a lot of strength training, let's do some more strength training. If you know that you need to do a better job with building your base and building your miles, use this time to do that. Like, it's not really time to like go out and just do these, like (laughs) these, like obscure things and your body's not ready for them, but this is time to like fine tune your fitness. And I think well, it's perfect yeah. for it. Cause I know, I know a lot of times like back when I was really consistently running and we like, okay. And I would always say to myself, cause I don't really, when I'm like training for a race, I don't do any leg work. I, cause I feel like I'm on my legs mm. enough. I don't really need to do any leg work, but I always used to say to myself, okay, off season, I'm going to start, you know, doing squats again but off season never mm-hmm. came. Hey guys, this is right. off season. You're right. You know, for, for guys who, you know, run year round, this is off season. Like uh, India saying, you know, go strengthen whatever your weakest point is. Right. Exactly. And this is off season. And I've seen a lot of stats and articles that talk about like, as runners, we should have an off season anyway. Yeah. Like if you have, if you're doing spring racing, you're doing fall racing, you may have some five K's in the summer because what we don't realize. And a lot of people don't understand is that majority of the big races, as well as, half marathons and full marathons majority of them are in the spring in the fall and that's because of weather obviously so there should be an off season somewhere in there and of course we know that most of the time you're training through the summer to get through the fall but like you said use this as your off season to fine-tune whatever you need you know and need to look forward to exactly exactly now you were talking about one of our former guests uh you can't sit still. He has no off season. No, <laughs> Mike no he does not. <laughs> so Mike Wardian, that was a former guest. He was on episode 24. So he has been crowned the champion of the quarantine backyard ultra. So this was an ultra that took place last weekend. And the base, the premise of the challenge was to run 4.16 miles every hour on the hour. So everybody that participated in the challenge was set up on a Zoom um, Zoom broadcast. Um, and it was about 2,400 people that participated within 55 countries. And every hour on the hour, you had to do a 4.16 mile loop. And it could have been a loop or it could have been on the treadmill. So, of course, Michael Wardian was doing it in the backyard in his neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia, where he is from. And he and another guy, Mr. Bruner is his last name, was able, Bruner was on a treadmill doing his. So he actually, they were the last two standing. So, of course, every person um, that participated, if you couldn't do it every hour, if, if you were just too tired to do it, then, of course, you dropped from the challenge. So our former guest, Mike Wardian, and another um, runner, um, Mr. Bruner, were neck and neck on the last, the last not last route, but on, um, at 63 hours is how long they had done it every hour. 
Um, and unfortunately, Mr. Bruner did not start his treadmill in time. And again, it's supposed to be on every hour. So he ended up getting disqualified <laughs> from oh. the actual challenge. So I know that, um, again, they went 63 hours, 63 hours for 4.16 miles. And it ended up being obviously about 200, over 262 miles within that time frame. So could you imagine? Mm -mm, not at all. Actually, I read an article about mm -hmm. that Mike said at one point he wanted to stop. Not because he was mm -hmm. tired. He just didn't feel like doing it anymore. And I guess his wife was out there with him. And I guess he was he was getting ready. I guess they had a tent or something set up. He was getting ready to, you know, go lay down or stop. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why are you stopping? He was like, ah, I just don't feel like doing it anymore. She was like, that's not a good enough excuse to stop. So right. He, he like, started up keep again. Going. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that, you know, I've seen a couple articles um, with Mike, and I think he was a little um, – not satisfied with the fact that the guy discontinued mike is a is a competitor so of course he was like no i want to keep going like if it's just me and this guy let's keep going so i think he may have been a little frustrated that um mr bruner did not make it because of not starting his treadmill on time because he looked like per the articles he was definitely still in shape ready to go he was ready to do another lap but it just wasn't working so yeah, the the interesting part about this challenge, um, Tommy, is if you're running 4.1 mile, depending upon your pace, you literally are running, catching a break, and running yet again. So if you are running anything over what – if you're doing an eight-minute mile for four miles, mm -hmm. you're running a half an hour over in half an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Am I doing my math right? Yep, you're doing a half an hour – and then you only have a half an hour break before you start again. So could mm. you imagine for 63 hours, you run a half an hour, you have a half an hour break, and then you run another four miles, and then you keep going for 63 hours? No. I don't know why you even asked me that. No. That's what this challenge was about. <laughs> I know. And it's, like, it's just like, wow. <laughs> but see, that's Mike's thing. That's, you know, that's kind of... That's his wheelhouse. He loves that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, you know, more power to him. I love it. He is an ultra runner. And congratulations, Mike, to you. And it's just, it's just amazing to be able to see, you know, the goodness that people is, uh, can do and become, you know, being an ultra runner. This is a good challenge for these times of quarantine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny that we mentioned this challenge because there was another challenge, a little bit smaller scale for for our uh, recreational runners or our marathoners. There was another challenge, the four by four by 48 hour challenge. So this is you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So they gave you a time block. Um, so you had to do four miles, four, four miles every four hours for four, uh, 48 hours. So our fellow, we had uh, Shawana White, uh, which is a good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. She completed this challenge. And so, of course, I don't know if anybody follows Shawana White on um, Peach Runner. Her name is Peach Runner 26.2 or maybe just Peach Runner um, on social media. If anybody follows her, she puts down miles back to back. Like majority of the time you see her doing two-a-day runs. Um, two a day you know two a day two a day runs she does she will do um races back to back on the weekend she'll do you know she just she does a lot of running so in my mind I couldn't see the miles being a lot 
Um, but I did reach out to her to find out kind of how it was for her. And she said the biggest thing was have only having two to three hours of sleep. So of course you have your two to three hours of sleep. You got to get up, get ready for the next four miles, and then you have to do it over again. And of course, depending upon your pace, like we just mentioned with Mike's challenge, it depends on how much rest you really get. So yeah. if you take longer to do those four miles, then you're obviously going to have less sleep to obtain. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, I mean, and I understand why people do challenges, you know, like, like we said, to keep you motivated. It just gives yeah. you something else to keep you motivated. Yeah. And I, I mean, I also reached out another one of our runner, our NNR, one of my runner team friends, his name is Kenny Boone. I reached out to him. He also did a challenge. He did his first full marathon at Publix and killed it. Like literally killed it. He did a three something in a, a full. Mm. So he said that the hardest thing for him was a hydration, nutrition. And of course, like Shawana said, the sleep. So he said it's more so the hydration and nutrition and not being able to get the rest that he could do. But basically he did 24 miles back to back for 24 hours. And he said his body was fine. Like physically his body was fine. And he was posting his paces and you could tell closer to the end it was his pace was slowing. And of course, because you're tired, like at, yeah. one, at some point you're delirious. Like when you're sleepy, I know for me doing a run and haven't gotten the rest that I need, it, it is not a good run yeah. <laughs> and you feel like crap. So big ups to, to Shawana and Kenny and everybody else that ran the four by four by 48 challenge. Y'all are amazing. Amazing. Um, we have as another friend of ours, a good friend of the show, Philip King. And I was checking out his Instagram and he has this pyramid challenge. Him, I've seen it on his uh, his Instagram. He's pkingduck76, and I've seen it on Roy Harris's Instagram. He's brother to the night. Um, the pyramid challenge, where um, it basically goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days. Mm -hmm. But so, like, just for example, it starts at the top one day, one mile. Then the next um, one is two days, two miles on each one of those days three days, three miles in each one of those days, so on and so on, until you get down to 10 days where you're running 10 miles a day for 10 days straight. Mm -hmm. I got to tip my hat because that's, that's a rough challenge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a rough challenge, especially when you're, um, when you just keep it up. Like, it's a, it's a lot of miles. But, I mean, I would think it would be some good training. <laughs> you're going to be, oh, if you're not in shape before, you're going to be shaped in shape mm -hmm. after that i mean this is to me more of a any man's challenge like i mean yes. you know what i mean it's not like you're, you're you're fighting sleep or anything like that but running 10 miles a day 10 days straight that's pretty mm -hmm. rough that's that's mm -hmm. i'm interested to see because uh, both of neither one have reached that stage yet but i'm interested right. to see you know i mean both of them are definitely Both in shape to be able to do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I right. think they'll have any problem, but it's just interesting, you know, that they're doing it. Because I looked at it, and I thought about it for about half a second, and I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely check in with them. I think that uh, Roy and Philip are those people that can be, uh, well, I... I think both of those guys, Roy may second guess himself a little bit, but I think I know that I've seen Philip drop a 20 and not necessarily, he called himself not in shape. So I think that he is kind of one of those that can push through it. Roy, I know you can do it too. And I know you listening, but I think that we should check in with them and see how they, how that challenge went for them. That 10 is what's really going to get them. 
Yeah, that's 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 gonna be interesting. I, I have no doubt that both of them can finish it. Yeah. Philip ran he qualified for Boston on I wanna say it was his first marathon that he actually finished. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I interviewed him after it and I think he told me that it was his first marathon he'd actually finished and he qualified mm-hmm. for Boston. So yeah I, yeah, I think he's he's gonna be able to pull it off, but I just saw it and was like, Wow, that, that sounds like a rough, rough challenge. But I think that, yeah, it is a very interesting challenge. But I think that what's fun about it is I know Roy has been wanting to get back into shape. And it sounds like this is his challenge that is pushing him to get there. So, I mean, that's the benefit of some of these challenges as well is to, you know, some for some people, these challenges are restarting and getting people back on track. And for some people, it's kind of like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the joy of it. And, you know, during these times of quarantine, you know, giving you something to look forward to, giving you something to strive for is good. It's healthy. Yeah. Like I'm doing, well, actually what kept me going, um, like a couple of weeks when I was first kind of getting my consistency back was I do, mm-hmm. I'm doing the run bet. And I, I mean, it literally, you know, makes you get up like, look, I got to do this or I'm out the bet. So I'm mm-hmm. doing the run bet app. Um, and that's kind of been my kind of challenge sort of thing mm-hmm. but there's so many not just running challenges there's so many fitness challenges going on um right now even in the run bet that i'm doing the the young lady that actually is putting it on she's adding mm-hmm. a fitness challenge on top of the run bet mm-hmm. each week mm-hmm. and whoever wins it i forgot what they're giving out i'm not doing that part of it i'm just running so <laughs> yeah i'm really worried about it yeah so it's it, that's good though like that you're you're challenging yourself but it's also like it's that uh, subcon- like that it's that extra accountability that you need and you may not know these people but obviously it's it's worth staying fit and doing what you can and kind of staying accountable to yourself exactly yeah I know for me I am doing a fitness challenge right now um, I started it prior well I started eating clean and getting back on my fitness consistently a couple weeks prior to the whole quarantine situation. Um, But I'm doing a 24 day challenge right now. um, And it consists of three days strength training, four days run or four days cardio. And of course, for me, I decided that my cardio is going to be running because I run. Um, And so it's causing me with those expectations and of course, eating clean. So uh, it's causing me to double up on three of those days so that I can have two rest days. So in the morning, I have this 12 week program that I have. And in the mornings, I'll do a 30 minute basically hit slash strength training program. And then on Monday, Wednesday, um, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm running in the evening. So it's really keeping me on track, staying focused. And I'm like, you know what, after these 24 days, we'll see how I am. Like, we'll see if there's been some differences in the pounds and the inches and maybe I'll just keep it up. Well, but you definitely, definitely will. Me on track. Yeah. I mean, pretty much if you can do it for a month, which, you know, 24 days is about right at that, that month mm-hmm. time period, anything you can do consistently for a month, you're definitely going to see a difference. Right. And if you don't right. actually see it, you'll definitely feel it if nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me, I feel like I've already been feeling it. And it's been, um, I'm on this challenge. I'm only on day eight. But of course, like I said, before this challenge, I was doing better with staying consistent with my food and working out. I just kind of took it up a notch. Um, Mm. But I've definitely been feeling it more so in just feeling not as sluggish, like I'm tired because I'm working out a lot. But 
not a there's a difference between being tired because you've worked out versus just feeling heavy and sluggish so there definitely is a difference with that and of course I am using my fitness pal to count my calories and I'm staying within a certain calorie range um the lady that's doing this challenge also does nutrition communication so she got me straight on my macros and how many calories I should intake so hopefully I'll see a difference I'm excited about it yes most most definitely I know you know myself you know Living, you know, living like I like to say it all the time, living like a runner. Did, did you ever? I know you used to live because you know, uh, you've moved away from our side of town. But I did. <laughs> when you were over on this side of town, did you ever mm -hmm. run in the morning off of uh, Shamley Tucker, like over there by the high school? So I did a couple times when I was running with BGR on Saturday morning. So, yes, I would. Did you ever hear the, the rooster? No, there's a Russo and that's it's behind it's like behind like by where the track is. So you probably run in the front of the school. So okay, yeah. that behind where the track is by Tucker mm -hmm. High School, there's somebody has mm -hmm. a rooster. And it's been so long since I've been running in the morning, like, at, you know, crack of dawn running like I've mm -hmm. been doing lately. And mm -hmm. it's so good to hear the rooster. I, like I was running this morning and he's crowing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like my living like a runner thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm hearing the roosters crow. And I'm out here yeah. you know, in these miles. Well, it is something about hearing the birds chirping and stuff early in the morning. That's refreshing. It definitely is. Like it, it for me, it's definitely <laughs> refreshing to hear them do their thing in the morning time. So hearing a rooster, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's kind of the same. <laughs> the same feel. Yes, indeed. That, definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Well, I do want to just kind of put this out there because, you know, we've talked a lot on this episode about challenges and people doing what we consider, I consider, I'll speak for myself, I consider, and I think you too, Tommy, these extreme challenges um, from the Ultra Backyard Challenge to the 4x4x48 Challenge and the challenge that Philip and Roy are doing. Um, for my people that are listening don't feel like you're, and I posted this on my Instagram, don't feel like you're lesser of a person because you're not participating in any fitness or run challenge. I think a lot of times we get really soaked up into feeling like in social media and feeling like we have to do something or have to feel included or have to participate. And it's like, you really don't. As long as you are staying in tune with your physical and your mental and you're doing what you need to do to stay physically and mentally fit, that's what's important. Don't feel pressured to feel like you have to do a challenge. Of course, the challenges are awesome because they hold you accountable. They give you a date range that you can stay within. They can make you feel good. They can jumpstart fitness or they can get you back on track. But we also want to know that we, we also know that it can also bring you extra stress and anxiety if you don't complete it or if you don't do it or you don't feel like you're fitting in with other people because they're doing these challenges. So I just want people to be cautious when strolling through social media and feeling like you have to insert yourself into any of these runner fitness challenges it's not a must and if you don't do these challenges it doesn't mean that you're not a runner it's okay you'll be, <laughs> okay. You be all right exactly yes that's I, my little yeah, soapbox <laughs> yeah well i think you know with this quarantine thing people are like i'm either gonna come out of this 20 pounds heavier or i'm gonna come out of this looking like mm -hmm. adonis i mean i think that's kind of you know where we are mm -hmm. people are using this time to to, to, to change things, I guess, um, yeah. you know, in, in a certain way, but just realize, Hey, this, and I don't know, you know, everybody's situation. Some people I know who are in quarantine aren't actually working like, like their jobs 
yeah, aren't, you too. know, actually, yeah, they're not actually working. So they might have a lot of time mm -hmm. on their hands. Myself, right. I'm working from home. I know you work from home. Look, yes. the only time that I'm probably getting, I see my son more because while I'm working, he's sitting at my feet usually. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, you know, I, I save that time period of, you know, going from home to work and work to, uh, to home. Uh, that time period, you know, I'm getting back because I'm not having to leave the house. I can just kind of roll out of bed and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and go to work. Let me ask you this, India. Have you been to late to work? Have you been late to work yet? since you've been home not late no there's been some days that i've started like at 8 30 or i was like you know what i'm gonna start at nine but it's not ever in a benefit to me uh, I gotcha. I hear <laughs> it's you. never in a benefit to me but ever since i started this particular challenge i'm up every morning at six because i try to work out get my breakfast and then have my morning conversations before getting my day started. So I have to stay like on it. On it. Yeah. And like when we first started working from home, I know I'm getting off on, on a tangent, <laughs> but when we first started working from home, like literally I'd be standing up because my job, like you can't be on before you're posted. Like even uh, like okay. when I work, like they won't, they won't let you come in um early and do things like you can't get on your computer right. or anything like that until it's time okay you know like five minutes you know before or something like that so i like to be standing by my computer like before it was time and then you know logging in you know to to, mm -hmm. to, to get to work now man i'm like running down the steps <laughs> trying to get on my computer <laughs> so because yes. you know, that's the one thing that they said like okay everybody's working from home so nobody can be late. You all have right, to be on exactly. at the right time. On time, right. Exactly. But anyway, moving on from that. But my <laughs> point was, you know, with the time thing is, mm -hmm. it's not, I'm, I'm probably getting an additional two hours, maybe um, mm -hmm. a day, maybe that I'm, you know, because I'm not having to drive or whatever. So right. honestly, I'm, I'm missing out on something because like when I used to drive to work, that's when I listened to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, on my right. drive in and things like that. I thought about that when I was driving to uh, McDonald's. I'm sorry, I went to McDonald's. I was going to <laughs> McDonald's um, to, to get something to eat. And I was like, oh, I can listen to a podcast while I'm rolling. Because once right. you're in the house, like train letting you listen to a podcast. So, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I can't, it's kind of really to me, I'm like, I don't have as much time as I thought I would working from home. So I'm not going to okay. put myself into these different challenges thinking because I'm home, you know, working from home that I've got so much more time to do these challenges. Right. Yes, exactly. And I think the same thing for me. Um, I have I more energy to wake up in the morning and get it done. Uh, but then in the evening, I literally am logging off at five o'clock and then I'm hitting the road to get miles in. Like before we, we did this podcast recording, I went and got in miles. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I'm like, okay, I'm back home before six o'clock and I can do whatever I want to do for the evening. Whereas when I was working at the office, more likely I was still at work at five thirty, six o'clock. Then I had to drive another 30 minutes to get to where I need to go. And then I had to change and get dressed and I'm not taking off till six thirty seven o'clock or whatever it is to get in miles and it just is your whole evening is gone so true. i do appreciate that yeah that is true that is true yep so i definitely appreciate that so everyone all of our listeners y'all keep being great out there i've seen everybody doing some good things um continue staying active do whatever you need to do to stay mentally and physically healthy and do whatever you need to do virtual races whatever it is you need to do challenges therapy 
whatever, Zoom meetings with your family, your friends, whatever it takes, stay healthy in these streets. <laughs> exactly. I think I actually might shave, uh, shave this week. Oh, yeah. I haven't shaved in a while. Might actually shave this week. Um, But we have a great interview with Alphine Tulamak. Now, this interview, we did it last week, and she actually had some, because if you don't know, she does the crochet um, Mm -hmm. beanies. I got got one. Um, But in the interview, we talk about it. So I don't think anything's left on her site, but I would say she's going to talk about it. You can go there, and I'm sure she'll fill it up again here shortly, but you can go there, right. see if there was anything left. But when I went, like, mm-hmm. stuff was going like hotcakes. So, right. But anyway, yes. it's a great interview. She talks about her thoughts on the postponement of the Olympics. She talks about her, mm-hmm. you know, winning the, uh, the uh, marathon uh, Olympic trials here in Atlanta. So it's a, it's a right. great interview. Yes, definitely check it out. And of course, you all don't want to miss it. She's a great person to interview and very talkative and great personality. So thank you, Alephine, for that. All right. And we're going to bring her on right now. All right. And we are the Run Run Duo. duo. And we are back with a great guest, Alephine Tuliamak, the uh, winner of the 2020 uh, Olympic Marathon Trials here in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia, how you doing today, Alephine? Doing well, doing really good actually. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just made my first cup of coffee. Uh, well, of course I sleep in. I'm like I'm not gonna run this early. I'm just gonna wait until evening because I just found out I only have eight miles, so it's great. And then mm. I decided to roast my own coffee. Well, of oh! course it's already roasted, so I tried to roast it and then it started smoking. <laughs> 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 in a bad way <laughs> <laughs> like it's started kind of smoking and i'm like wait is this how you roast coffee i don't even know <laughs> okay so I, I just uh you know like turned the um the stove down a little bit and then i made a coffee and i think it tastes good not like i know what good coffee and great coffee is <laughs> right right so you were able to drink it though right <laughs> oh yeah i'm drinking it it tastes really good too okay, it good. smells good so that means you didn't do anything wrong. Sounds yeah, like you there you go. Like me, I'm, I'm yeah, it's relative. Too. Yeah, it's like yeah. no one can tell me if I did a good job or not, which is fine because I could just say I did a great job. <laughs> there you go. But you know what? Out of that statement, what I love when you said, "Oh, I only got eight miles today," you sound like me. Like when I wake up and go, "Oh, what's my training at?" Oh, great! I only well, I only say I only have two miles today, but <laughs> it's good to hear that elite runners think exactly like we do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because if it's 10 or more, then I'm like, even it's strange because like 10 or more, it's like, okay, I got to go do this one, you right. know, just early because it's serious. But when it's eight, I'm like, oh, it's only one run and it's eight miles. I can right. wait until 7 p.m. and go do that. Right. You can just knock it out. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, Alpine, before we get too far, I want to say happy belated birthday. Happy I know birthday. your birthday was on Thank April you. 5th. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you a little story about that. I, it's so strange. I was speaking, uh, I, was, uh, I was on an interview last week mm-hmm. and Teresa, uh, who is one of the, uh, you know, Hoka employees and works closely with us athletes, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about my birthday and I was just getting ready to say, hey, don't worry, my birthday is not until next year. And then I caught <laughs> myself almost saying that and I'm like, wait a minute. 
are you trying like it's my birthday in two days what happened <laughs> i knew that my birthday was next year i feel like i just celebrated my last birthday like two months ago and yes. i'm like i really for the first time in my life and i'm like am i getting old or what happened in this last year of my life like i think it just flew by so fast i mean i know we always talk about time flying but this literally happened. Like I thought my birthday is next year, not this year. <laughs> Or maybe you thought that winning the Marathon Olympic trials of 2020 was your birthday. <laughs> maybe you thought that that's what it was because it's maybe. a big <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't a lot of celebrating. You know, that, that the trials took. Yeah, I think it messed up my, my system and everything just because like usually I don't have a big race like that early in the year. And so right. to me, it almost feels like it's right around the end of the year. Like, it's really weird. I, I don't even know how to explain, but then again, I'm weird, so. <laughs> You're not by yourself. I think everybody feels weird right now with everything going on. Everything is weird. Yeah, but no, thank you, though. Now, Alphine, of course, you're very well known, but just really quickly, just kind of tell us how you got into running. When did you, when did you decide that running was something that you want to do professionally? Yeah, um, so I think this was uh, back in 2001, I'm actually in 2000. Um, so in 1999, uh, of course, you guys already probably have known that I, I we used to run everywhere, you know, to and from school. Mm -hmm. And then in 1999, I went to this uh, organized um, cross country race that was about 20 miles away from my home. Um, I ran a two kilometer kids race and I won and I was given a blanket, a small blanket. I was so excited. I took that blanket and I gave it to my grandpa and he was thrilled. I mean, my grandpa would use that blanket to go outside, you know, like he would just wear his shirt and then put his blanket on and go outside, you know, <laughs> to sunbathe. And he used that for a very long time. And then in 2000, um, it was track season. And so, you know, like your school, like usually what happens is that uh, schools would put their teams together. And so we put up a really good team in my school and actually really, The very reason that I think I started running, like even to compete for my school was my older sister, Lucy, she was a good runner, you know, and I knew that she was going to be selected to, to represent our school, which meant traveling. And I really wanted to travel too, because like what used to happen was, I mean, we were very young and, uh, you know, they will only send the team to the neighboring school for competitions. And I wanted to do that. And so watching my sister Lucy run around the track and winning, I was like, I want to do that. I want to be able to go to the next level with her. So basically I started running, you know, like every time in the afternoon, whenever we had our school run together to try to select the team I ran. And I think my sister and I went one, two, and that was great. Um, so then in 2000, we did that. And then we were selected to represent our school. And actually uh, my sister and I uh, met a team to represent our school. And then after that, we kind of went one, two again. And um, we went to the next level now. And at that next level, my sister didn't run very well. I think she was running the 5K. I went the 10K. She didn't do well. But anyway, that's basically how I kind of got started running. And I went to provincial, which is equal of statement. And after that, I think I realized, because we traveled, we went far away from home, and I realized that I wanted to do this, like I enjoyed the traveling. And I mean, like, one of the things that I've never told anyone is, um, so one of the competitions that we did was at the district level, which is basically a level below um, the statement. And I won this first, the 10,000 meters. I was running barefoot, I was very, very young. And people were so excited that they contributed money for me because they were so excited. 
somebody held out his hat, you know, like a cowboy hat, and people just started, just started donating money just, you know, to give me a present. And that was really cool. I mean, I made a little bit of money from people donating it to me. And when I went to the statement, I had some money, you know, the people had donated it to me, and I was so excited, and I wanted to pursue running. So honestly, that's how my running started, like going to the state meet, or what's the equivalent of state meet, and, and traveling away from home. And my mom and my dad and a couple of other people from our community uh, came to watch me race, and I was just so excited, and I wanted to continue to do it. Nice. Wow. So it definitely going from one one big day of winning a blanket to now winning <laughs> amazing <Yeah>. races. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's incredible. I mean, like I I look back and I'm like, I don't know how this happened. Like, you know, I think about my life uh growing up and not having uh clothes. I only had like one pair of clothes and you know, my school uniform and whenever we went to church, we would wear our school uniform. My clothes, the other clothes that I had were patched. To go from that to mm -hmm. now having so much clothes in my closet and like, or to go from that to living independently here in America, it's just incredible, you know? Like, I'm like, I never thought that I would have the life that I have today and it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, I'm super grateful, but I also look back and I'm like, how did this happen? How did I get right. so lucky? A better appreciation yeah. for things, I'm sure. You know yeah. what's interesting I, now that you're when you're talking about your childhood. So Tommy and I met you when you were here for the Olympic trials. You were here and you went to the race panel, and on that Wednesday, that Thursday night before the trials, and we met you there. And you mentioned that you had, and correct me if I'm wrong, 35 siblings or 30. I have a 31 siblings. 31 siblings. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember you mentioned in that. So now that you're talking about kind of your access to clothes and things of that nature, I'm sure that having those siblings made, you know, a large amount of siblings and a big family played a big part in that as well. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, what I, the thing that I keep telling people is that we weren't always 31, you know, like when I started running, there was probably, we were still probably at the high tens, but I mean, when you, my dad has four wives and, you know, like I think most of them had kids right around the same time. And, you know, the other thing that I, I, I've never mentioned is that in a small community like that, birth control is not even there. Like my parents, right. I don't think any of my dad's wife would have said yes to birth control. And so in a situation like that, you just have babies. Like, you don't know, you just wake up, oh, you're pregnant. You have a baby. And then two years after, you end up have you like, oh, I'm pregnant again, you know, like, and then you get to menopause. So, mm. yeah. I yeah. got you. Yeah. But I, I love having my siblings. I love having my 31 siblings. When I go home and I get to see all of them, it makes me very happy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And we are all very close. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I mean, it was funny because you said, like, you can't believe, you know, how'd you go from that to where you are now? That was going to be my question. Like, did you believe that if you went back, like, if you told somebody told you right then, like, back when you first won that blanket, one day you will be the Olympic trials winner in the marathon. <laughs> Would you even believe it? Would you, I mean, could you even imagine it at that time? Absolutely not. I mean, we are talking about a time when people didn't even travel much. We're talking about a time when a lot of girls in my village couldn't even make it to eighth grade. They got pregnant when they were in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. It's crazy to say that, but that is the truth. A lot of girls got pregnant. Like in, in first grade and second grade, you'll find a lot of girls in class, but by the time they get to eighth grade, they will be at most six. Mm. This is a time when education was very new, especially for the girls. This is a time when, like, 
you know, somebody will graduate from high school and we will say that he finished school. Like we didn't know anything. And, and, and so like the thing of traveling that far and being where I am today, it was, I mean, it, it wasn't even like, I didn't even know. I mean, mm-hmm. like I didn't know there was a different world out there. Wow. Now you have put yourself in a great place. Now, like India said, we did we did get to hear you speak a little bit at the uh, at the meet and greet for some of the uh, runners that were going to be running the trials. And I remember By you the way, saying that was really cool. I'm so glad. I got to that. <laughs> Wasn't it great? You know, I mean, it was great. I mean, like there were a lot of athletes uh, that were invited and they didn't show up. I think there was like three of us, and I was really mm-hmm. glad to do that. Like I, I remember telling my uh, my manager and my partner, I said. You know, I mean, my manager is not my partner, but like I told my managers and then I also told my partner, I'm like, I'm going to go to this event because, you know, it is two days before the rest. I love being able to meet with the members of the community. And, you know, like if I can answer one or two questions that would inspire someone, mm-hmm. I would have done my job right. And so I was really grateful and blessed to come to that event. But yeah, anyway, yeah, you really did, though. But the big thing about it, I think that was great about the event. And I'm sorry, Tommy, I just want to say this one piece. Mm-hmm. The fact that the event was very intimate, I feel like we were able to really speak to you and reach you. I think sometimes when you are a part of big events, some people aren't able to get their questions out. We were able to take pictures. We were able to be more intimate with you, which is great. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. I love being the center of attention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you definitely were. Oh, definitely. But I recall you saying... Something to the fact, because I remember um, watching the race. I recall you saying at that event, you felt like something special. You were going to do something special um, Mm -hmm. in the race. So before the trials, like leading up to it, did you feel like you you, you were in good enough shape, that you had trained well, and that you had a really good chance of winning? Or, I mean, where, where was your head at that time? I mean, I think that my training had gone really, really well. It was the best year at marathon training that I had ever had. And also, you know, the fact that the coast was going to be very hilly. And right around that time, we, had, we were looking at the weather and it was beginning to look like it was going to be windy. And so these are all conditions that will fare for me simply because, you know, like no one will go out and run a suicidal pace. You know, it will have to be a tactical race. And it's a marathon and it's in a hard course. So I knew that I had a better chance versus if it was a flat and fast and a mm-hmm. calm day. And the training, like I said, had gone really, really well. Now, as far as the race itself that morning, um, kind of take us through the race, like uh, how you felt. Because, you know, it was a loop race. Um, I know how I felt watching you, but how were you right. feeling, you know, <laughs> through, through the day? Because every time you went past, I was like, she's still in the front pack. She's still in the front pack. Oh, Listen. my God, she's leaving. No, I was screaming. We were going crazy. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure you didn't hear yeah. us, but we were screaming. Well, I was screaming. Tommy was like, you're crazy. But I, I was literally screaming your name. <laughs> but how were you feeling on each loop of that race? Like, take us kind of into that part of it. I felt good. I felt really good, actually. I mean, uh, we started very conservative. And uh, every time I went through, like, I would say the second part of each, like, of the loop, every time was hard. You know, it was very healing. And I remember the first time we went through the first loop and thinking, wow, this is more hillier than I, I had expected or I remember. And so, um, you know, like I was at least prepared knowing that every time like that, lo- the last couple of miles of each loop were very, very hard. But I was feeling good. I was packing in and the crowds were incredible. They were crazy. I mean, you felt like your, your ears were ringing because of how loud it was. It was like. It was so close to you, and like sometimes you might even feel carried away. 
<laughs> but I was in control and, um, and I kept reminding myself that the third loop was where, you know, I needed to be prepared. And I knew that in fact, that third loop was even harder you know, in terms of like there was some gnarly heels on the third loop and also you were, you will be tired. So it makes it even harder. So I, I felt pretty in control. I didn't, however, know that I was going to be the one making the move. I mean, I knew that I, I had a chance of making the team, but never in a million years did I ever think that I would be the one making that move, especially on a day where we had at least 10 women who were very, very strong and most of them were faster than me. And I mean, everybody knew that they were the fair rights. I, I didn't think, I thought I was going to be the one following them and people will fall off the park and eventually there will be three of us and I probably will be very lucky enough to like be the third person, you know, in that team. But it turned out I was the strongest in that day and I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> awesome. I think that the the biggest thing is, of course, because it was a loop race, it is kind of a mental game. Was there any point of the loops that you kind of lost a little bit of confidence or feel like you had to refocus yourself or you feel like you were on point the whole time? I think I seriously was on point the whole time. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Focus. Yeah, yeah. But now the watching the, you know, I've watched the race uh, four times now. Mm-hmm. But like there are times where I'm like, I can't see me, even though I know that I was in that race and I ended up winning. I'm like, oh my God, I can't see me. Like what is happening? Uh, and I'm like, I'm worried for me. <laughs> and, and so like, I'm thinking about people who are watching. There are probably times where like, they were like, she is no longer in the race. What happened? And so like, yeah, but, but I felt in control for sure. Yeah. I, you were always in there in the pack. You were, you may have been like tucked behind someone, but we could see you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously winning the trials is um, uh, the big, like a huge deal. And it's probably, if I'm assuming one of the biggest um, accomplishments of your running career, how have you been dealing with the fame and the, just the amazing accomplishment that you made? How have you been dealing with the, the change of going from Alephine to now Alephine that won the 2020 <laughs> Marathon Olympic trials? Like that is associated with your name now. Like it's a huge deal. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is different in the sense that, um, I mean, I came out of it, you know, in cloud nine and I was in cloud nine for a long time, but I think that things changed very, very fast, especially because of the coronavirus, you know, mm-hmm. um, I never did get the opportunities that I was going to like, for example, I was supposed to go to this media event, uh, in Los Angeles. I was supposed to go to, uh, um, Houston or Austin for, uh, like, uh, you know, a panel, I was supposed to go to Boston uh, as an ambassador. I think that if we didn't have this uh, virus, things would have been different. I would have been able mm-hmm. to celebrate it more. But then things went from, you know, winning the trials and being super excited to, oh, gosh, the whole world is shut down. Now I can't even, like, you know, I'm just doing, um, you know, bare minimum uh, social media uh, engagements. But, like, mm-hmm. I never did get to, uh, like, experience the full potential of uh, that celebration. You know, it's sad, but I'm okay to, you know, it's like, hey, this is bigger than uh, me. This is bigger than the world. And we definitely have to contain this. So, yeah, like, it's been okay. You know, it's been busy now. I, I do think, like, you know, like, the right, like, the aftermath, like, immediately was definitely crazy. You know, like, there were so many people messaging me. And I felt, you know, like, I needed to respond to all of them. And that was a, a little too, a little stressful from what I was used to. But I, I loved it anyway. Um but, you know, like things went down pretty quickly because of the virus. 
Right. Yeah, but, but were- like I, you know, I haven't. I've not changed. I'm still me. Um, right. Nothing has changed. I'm still crocheting and stuff. <laughs> so I'm still the person that I was. That still stays up late and wakes up. You know, like late sometimes. I'm still the same person, basically. Right. <laughs> you're getting like that attention that you say you like. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I still. Yeah, sometimes I still feel like the person that did this amazing thing is someone else. Like I still mm. feel like I'm watching another person who did this. It, 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 it almost feels so real that it's actually me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Great. Out of body experience. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> now, Alphine, have you, because it, well, I got a question. So as far as like the Olympics being, you know, postponed, did you hear about it the same way we did? Did the Olympic committee uh, um, contact you? How did you hear about it? Oh, the same way you guys heard from social media, basically. I, I mean, there had been talks of uh, this might happen, this might happen, but the official statement was, I think I actually read it on Twitter. Oh, really? So yeah, has, has, like the, has the U.S. Uh, Olympic Committee contacted you at all about it, or do they just kind of, well, since it's not, they don't really bother contacting you since it's out on you know, social media? I believe we've received emails, not if not not like individual emails or anything, but you know, like just general emails about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got yeah. you. So since it's been postponed, because I would guess at this point you would kind of be getting into training mode if it was going to be this summer. How did your training change? Did you go? Did you change to just because there are no races right now, of course? Are you did you <laughs> yeah. just change to just base running? How are you training right now? So um, nothing has changed much, really, um, because, again, I, I took two weeks break. Um, I was going to do those two weeks break regardless of whether the Olympics was ca- uh, postponed or not, and then come back slowly now. Um, like, so if, there, if we didn't have this uh, craziness going on, I was supposed to have my first race next month, so I would have been more aggressive with my training, but because I don't have any race, at least not in the foreseeable future, like last week I was supposed to start my workouts and I told my coach, I said, I don't feel like doing a workout, you know, like mm. I just want to take things really slow. And so the workouts that I was supposed to do last week are going to be for this week. And even then, like I had my first workout yesterday and I'm not too worried about it. I'm like, even if I run six minutes, first, that's fine. Like I, I'm not too worried. Like I'm just taking things slowly and like, if I really feel like I need a day off, I will take a day off without feeling guilty because the thing that I'm thinking about is um, I want to make it to next summer, you know, like next year, in the next 18 months, healthy. And how do I do that? I do that by listening to my body, by not getting fit too soon. And so if I, and, and I'm someone who I feel like when I put my mind into something like say training, I can get fit really fast. And so this is an opportunity for me to not worry about getting fit, to just run do best training and not do a whole lot of workouts and so I, I actually think that I probably will have a conversation with my coach again saying I don't want to have to do a lot of workouts because I, I'm not worried about getting fit I just need to continue to do best training you know like and improve my aerobic capacity and when the time uh, comes when we know for sure what's going to happen then we can mm-hmm. start injecting in more workouts right yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, you're basically saying I don't want to overtrain and I'm going with what my mind says, because we all know as runners, if your mind is not in it, the body is not going to follow. So I Definitely. think that that's a, yeah, I think that that is a smart way to, to go about it. At least I like to think it's a smart way to go, in, to go about it, but I, it could also that I'm being very lazy, <laughs> which I'm very good at, by the way. Listen, I think you have a right to be lazy at this point. <laughs> Right, I've earned it. I've earned the right to be lazy. I mean, you I'm know. the Olympic 
trials champion. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Say it strong. Say it strong. <laughs> yeah. You are the champion. You have all the right to be lazy. <laughs> and your lazy is probably not the same as our lazy. No, that's okay. Did you, did you hear her say, well, if, even if I only run six minute miles, like, okay, yes. yeah, right. <laughs> no, listen. So, Alphine, when you posted, so yesterday you posted, and of course, uh, we're doing this interview prior to when it's posted, but on it was April 7th when you posted that you did your first workout and I'm like oh my goodness so I screenshot at the workout outfit and of course for our listeners she's doing five six seven minute miles so of course this is you know to us it is amazing but for you because of your high level of fitness it is that is easy for you and I mean that <laughs> that is amazing and I know you felt like you, you were kind of out of shape and just not where you wanted to be and you know not where you were a couple weeks ago let's say that but not where you were a couple weeks ago but you got out there and did it oh yeah I mean I did and I it was fine I stayed home until like 6 20 p.m and I'm like oh I think I do have a workout okay let's go do this and I just <laughs> went out there and just ran I was like if I can run so my workout was a three mile warm-up and then 20 minutes of a one one minute fast one minute easy and then mm -hmm. uh, plus a cool down to make it a total of nine miles. And um, I think I did what I needed to do. Uh, my fastest was a five or five. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was the last one. But really, like the, most of my work, uh, most of that, like eight of them were like net uphill. And the mm -hmm. slowest I ran was like a 545. And I'm like, this is great. I mean, I right. think it's better than the last time I did that. So I was like, this is good. I mean, I, I, I fell out of shape and actually towards the end of that, it was like my, my, my hamstrings especially were beginning to feel the impact of that. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, and so I'm it. like, yeah, oh, I think I crushed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think my coach will think or my teammates will think that I crushed it. They'll probably be like, but that is the pace that you will run for 16 miles steady state. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it, it's like, it's just something to um, get your body uh, rolling, but mm -hmm. not a big deal. Right. So how has it been, I guess, recently with nothing on the calendar and obviously the Olympics not until next year, have you been thinking about kind of how are you going to fill in your time in between, obviously still running, but how has your mind shifted with there not being something to look forward to on the calendar? I think, um, so we've already discussed about uh, a fall marathon and so I'm getting excited about that uh, just because like for me, I need to have something in order to get excited and knowing that there's a possibility that I could have a fall marathon. I'm excited about that. But, um, you know, like, I think I try not to think too much about the fact that the Olympics is actually not going to be for the next uh, 18 months because mm -hmm. that would crush, you know, me. And uh, I just try not, like, I, I don't think I'm putting too much uh, thought into anything. I'm just going... You know, like just going with the flow and what has really, really helped me again is my crocheting because I feel like I can just put all my attention to that and I literally forget what's going on mm -hmm. um, outside. And, and that has helped me a lot. Whether I am processing my feelings or not is a different story because I, it probably is that I am, um, I'm just like burying myself into this hobby that I enjoy doing. And I'm not giving myself enough time to process, but right now it's the best coping mechanism that I have. Right, definitely. And for those who may not know, that if you don't follow her, she does crocheting. She does beanies. <laughs> and what? Okay, what are the ones called that are just? Are they earmuffs? The ones that are just kind of over the ears? Uh, 
Yeah, just I, I call them headbands. You can call headbands. them whatever. Okay. You can headbands. call them whatever makes you feel like it's the right thing, I guess. <laughs> but I actually, but, I think I'm going to discontinue making the headbands because I feel like I enjoy doing the uh, the hats more. Really? It's too much work. Yeah, the headbands are, are cute, but I don't know. I think it's too much work. And I am one person who doesn't have patience. Oh. Um, and this is the reason why I do hats because, you know, like I can finish a hat in an hour and a half and see the product of it and it makes me excited and happy but i don't want things that needs too much attention or details mm. i'm just not very good at that kind of stuff yeah gotcha gotcha <laughs> but yes of course you started your hat, beanie and headband um business when you were injured and you were not kind of able to do the workouts and runs that you usually would do and you needed to fill your time with something Yes, I did. Um, and, you know, I guess that was just, it, it is incredible when I look back to things that I have done in the past to help me cope with something. And then it has turned out to be something bigger than that. Like, I mean, I, I can't imagine like even now that I'm healthy and I, there's no race in the horizon. I don't know how I would be spending my time if I wasn't crocheting. So I'm really grateful that I was able to discover crocheting, you know, last year uh, as a way of um, passing time uh, while injured. And now I am actually like really doing it. And I'm like, I'm just going to build my inventory for as long as I can. Like, I'm going to be that crazy lady. You know how they say they like crazy cat lady. I'm going to be a crazy, uh, like lady who has a lot of uh, hats. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine too. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a hats all over my place, and that's fine. Right, definitely. So and far, I don't fine. have, I don't have that privilege yet, though, because I'm still, um, I'm finally actually doing my last order of what I got after the trials. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to mail my last patch today, and then I'm going to reopen my Etsy shop tomorrow because I do have a little bit of inventory here and there. And you know, I've had people messaging me saying they can't wait, you know, to buy my hat, and I'm like cool you know thank you like I, I, I'm, I'm making them every day <laughs> well, you definitely, I, I, I'm glad you said that I'll be checking out your Etsy shop tomorrow then yes, I, I, I definitely want to order that. some <laughs> yes for sure yeah definitely so Alphine if you were not a professional runner what profession would you have gone into Oh, I would be working in the healthcare. I would actually be working as a nurse. Um, mm. In fact, I've thought about like, you know, with the, the virus. So when I was in college, I really wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to go to nursing school. But, you know, it just didn't work out because I wanted to also run and I wanted to uh, continue to run and maybe be a pro after college. And so I did most of my, uh, I actually did all my prerequisites for nursing school. I just need to apply for the program. But if I wasn't running, I would love to go back to school and get my degree and then go work as a nurse. And even right now, like I worked as a nursing assistant when I was in college. And then after college, I also worked as a, um, <clears throat> as a caregiver, uh, elder, like older people's homes. Mm-hmm. And right now watching what's happening and I'm like, I'm sure the hospitals could use nursing assistants. And after about renewing my license and going, just because I love doing that. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. And I miss wearing scraps, quite frankly. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> so I seriously, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, if this month goes by and this thing is still there, I seriously think I'm gonna go renew my license and go back to work as a, you know, a certified nursing assistant, you know, for a little while. But yeah, if I wasn't running, I would definitely be working as a nurse. That's awesome. That's awesome. You could definitely be immersed, and you'll be entertaining people as well in the exactly. case. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> talking and entertaining people. Elderly individuals love to talk and they love to stories. I think in the future, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be talking to my patients. I'll be like, uh, hey, you guys need to start crocheting. And then during my break, be like, let's sit down, let's crochet. Let's sit <laughs> That's not realistic, but <laughs> yeah. Definitely do it together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's I, I, one thing I loved about this conversation is that you, you're a lead, of course, you're, you're, you're an Olympic trials champion, but you think just like most of us, as far as like how you're running and like, ah, oh, kind of lazy. Oh. And like when you said you're looking forward to a fall marathon or a fall race, that actually, that's what I was doing like this weekend, like looking through like, okay, is there anything I can run in the fall once all this is done just to give me a goal to shoot for? You kind of yeah. think just like we do. Yeah, I mean, I am just like you guys. I just happen to be uh, doing a job that a lot of people love to do and I'm just good at it. But other than that, I'm just like anyone else. Like, and, and I know it is strange to hear that, but I remember, uh, you know, about like a few years ago, I remember uh, watching, you know, Mabe, for instance, one or even like listen to some of his interviews and thinking like wow he is just amazing he's like superhuman and then when i met him in person and i was able i was lucky enough to go to his home and looking at what he does it's like i was like he's just like me it's mm -hmm. like any of us like it's so interesting when you watch somebody doing something that they love doing and they're really good at it and especially if it's the, in the public eye you just have a different opinion or, or what you think they're like but then, really, the truth is they're just, we're just like anyone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Just do a doggone good job at it. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah. Do a, just do a little faster than you do. <laughs> just a little bit, Tommy. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely, definitely, definitely enjoyed this. And continue being great. You continue to be followed and admired and continue to be just inspirational. I think something that's awesome about your story is just kind of where you've come from, as well as continuing to be humble about your process and communicating with people and being open to answer direct messages and doing your beanies. Like I would just let you know that those things and that type of interaction goes a long way. And it makes you like very, even more respected in the community and just really appreciate your, you know, continued interaction and amazing athleticism you're doing awesome doing a great great job um but alphine before you go i do want to make sure that you tell our list if they don't already know our listeners how they can follow you on social media how they can buy your beanies can you kind of give that information yeah so on twitter i am at alphine tuliamu uh, the only thing that is lacking is my my last uh, the K for my last name, but everything else is just Alfin Tuliamuk. Um, and then I also have my AT shop link on my Twitter, um, and on my Instagram is Alfin uh, Chipkerker Tuliamuk. Uh, same thing on Facebook too. So yeah, follow me out there, and uh, I will, I also have my link on uh, on my Instagram. And like I said, the shop has nothing today, but tomorrow. I will have stock on my shop. So hopefully by the time uh, this comes out, I will actually still have stock. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't yeah. buy it all, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy a few from you. So if I don't buy it all, there might be some left for y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. Alfin, continue to be amazing and great and continue to get your workouts in. It's okay to give yourself grace and be a little lazy. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, the last thing I would like to say is, you know, wishing all of us, you know, patience. 
and resilience really is what we need right now. I know it's very hard for people to uh, imagine being indoors, you know, like all day and like for probably the next month or so, but it's the same thing with me. And I, you know, I tell people that it, this is the time to pick up some sort of exercise, walking, running. It doesn't mean outside if you're in a, you know, in a place where you can go outside you know, even in your yard, like doing some sort of exercise is really important. And even for me as a professional athlete, this is my job. But at the end of the day, uh, I need the running to clear my mind. I need the running, you know, to to feel like a normal human being again, you know, to get excited about things. And so I, I feel like everybody could use that. And so that's just my advice. Awesome. Some advice. Well, thank you, Alphine, for taking time out of your day to speak with us uh, here on the podcast. Um, And, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, definitely. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. What a great interview. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely adore her. (laughs) I mean, it was, you know, and I said in in the interview, but she is so down to earth and it's so great to hear. She is. I mean, we talk to elite runners. I mean, we do. But yes. She's such an elite runner, and the way she uh-huh. talks about her training and things she does and how mm-hmm. she thinks about it makes right. me feel so much better about the way I think about my training and things like that. Exactly, exactly. And she's really positive about the process. She's like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to take a rest day if I need to take a rest day <laughs> yes. or rest week. She's like, I'm going to do that. So I just think that it's just so awesome to be able to communicate with a very humble and very, I mean, and just an Olympian at this point. Like, it's just, it's amazing. So thank you, Alephine, for coming on and being so fun to interview. Definitely, definitely. So India, while people are sitting at home and they want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo, which is E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. So that's I of Indigo runs with underscore in the middle of everything. And on Facebook, you can find me at India Cook. And you can also send me an email if you would like at mousefromindia at gmail.com. And you can email me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com. Or hit me up on um, Instagram at tmitch 68 as well as on our Run Duo Instagram, the Run Duo um, on our Instagram, and you can DM me there. Um, Be looking out for the next installment of the race, the record for the race. Um, They hit us up to let us know that will be coming out shortly. So be looking out for that. It's going to be some more great information on the race at this point. It is still scheduled to go on. Um, If you did not hear the first one, go back, check it out. Um, Great information about the race. If you have not signed up, you need to go ahead and sign up because um, hell high water. We gon' we we gonna race in October. Okay? Yes, we're gonna be there for sure. All right. Well, y'all have a great one. We'll see y'all in a couple of weeks. Y'all take care. Bye.